My name is Jessica Knight, and this is the Relationship Recovery Podcast. Today we are going to talk about one of the most common questions that come up on a clarity call, which is the first call I have with a prospective client. It is, can my toxic, manipulative, narcissistic, or emotionally abusive partner change? And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking I will post a list in the show notes about things to look for if somebody is truly changing and possibly do a second podcast on signs of true change. But before I even get started, I want you to know that I am barely scratching the surface in this episode. And just to be clear, while many of these concepts can be used to understand physical abuse, I am not qualified, nor am I speaking about physical abuse in this podcast. Speaking about emotional, verbal, or narcissistic abuse. Not physical. So will your abusive partner change? Probably not. And I'm sorry. They especially won't change if they are a narcissist. But I want to start with that, and I know that that's not the answer that you want. But instead of taking you through this entire podcast wondering for the breadcrumb of will they change... I'm going to give it to you straight. They are probably not going to change. For a long time, I would wait for manipulative and abusive partners to change, and I'd hold on to every quote-unquote good conversation, every promise of being better. I would reread screenshots of text messages and emails and try and show up differently to limit the toxic behavior or abusive outbursts, only to fall flat on my face. And in a future episode, I'll talk about how I felt like I became a different person just to prevent somebody from acting out. It just hurt more as it went on because every time I believed that they would change or that this this was the moment, it just hurt more when it didn't. And I would do everything. I'd read everything. I'd Google everything. I read every single thread on Reddit and I would try endlessly for a different result. But it was only me changing, and I'm not the abusive one. In the book, The Verbally Abusive Man, Can He Change? by Patricia Evans, who also wrote The Verbally Abusive Relationship, which is a really good book for understanding some of these behaviors, she describes an agreement, a way or a method of holding the abuser accountable to changing their behavior if a couple wants to stay in a relationship. This is something that they have to agree to, And the parties come together and decide that things will be this way moving forward. It takes an extremely long time to get to that point. And in her book, she goes on for a really long time about how rare that actually is and everything that would have to happen to be at the point of creating an agreement. So while you may look for resources on how or why they may change, I want to warn you now against doing something like an agreement before you see some other signs of true change. But the focus of today's episode is not on why it is so hard for them to actually change. It is on two reasons why they won't. So you can decide if you want to remain in an emotionally abusive situation or not. So I'm going to share two main reasons why they don't and won't change in effort to help you see the gravity of the situation. 
And honestly, I cannot say this enough. There are so, 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 so many reasons why it's probably a no. Obviously, every situation is different, but I can go on for four hours about this. First, the abusive person would have to change the way they think. I typically say that sentence and it goes right over somebody's head. They would have to change how they think. Think about it this way. For 20 years, you told yourself you were not awake before your morning coffee. On the days you don't have your coffee, you're cranky and you're irritable. You aren't a person before you walk into Starbucks every morning. You are so used to it. It's part of your identity at this point. And then someone tells you that you can't have it anymore. Say it's a health professional. They say, no more coffee. Now every morning you have to have iced tea. You are used to a hot coffee with milk and sugar and whipped cream, and now somebody is completely changing the game and telling you that this is the only way to move forward should you want a healthy life. It would take a really long time for you to actually believe that it is a choice, your choice to no longer be getting coffee and to be getting the iced tea. I say this because most people focus on the actions and the behaviors of an abuser. The angry outbursts, the escalated fights, dismissing your feelings, not listening, telling you that you're wrong. You likely believe that if they just listened to you, if they just validated you, if they just stopped yelling or took accountability, everything would be okay. This is focusing on their behaviors. Those are all behaviors. Those are things that they're doing because of what they believe. You need to focus on why they behave that way, which is their thinking. Thinking leads to feelings, which leads to behaviors. In coaching, we talk a lot about thought models, which are typically a circumstance, so a thing that happens in your life. And your thought, feeling, action, result. A lot of the time we move through the world unintentionally thinking things and then feeling things and then doing things that cause a result. With healthy clients, non-abusive clients, non-toxic clients, it takes a lot for them to move out of unintentional to intentional. To move out of what they habitually think to what they want and what they choose to think because they're noticing that it's creating a result in their life that they don't want and they want to change that. An abusive person must be willing to change their thinking, which takes a massive commitment. I work with clients on this every single day, and these are people that want to change. They're literally paying me to help them change their thoughts. And it still takes a long time to work on this consciously, choosing and committing to new thoughts. It takes realizing that what you are thinking is leading to a result you don't want. And abusive people typically do not see that there's even a problem with their actions, let alone their thoughts, which is why they are blaming you and everybody else in their life for why they are the way that they are. If they chose to change and commit to the work, they would have to commit to change the way they think, admit their faults, and deal with all the ways that their manipulative behavior hurt people that they are claiming to care about. Many abusers and toxic people believe that they are right, that they are superior, that they can completely control you, that they would have to 
Commit to seeking outside help, something probably so alien to someone who feels so entitled. I know that in my life, when I want help, I seek out the help. I want to change my diet. I find someone to help me with that. I want to work on a toxic trait within myself. I find a coach that does that specific thing. I want to learn something new. I read a book. I find a workshop. I sign myself up for a course. I'm always willing to change. A controlling person has likely never reached out for help before because they've never truly believed that they've needed it. They've never let themselves see their true behaviors. So often I see two things happen. One, they'll say I'm working on myself, implying they are working on themselves by themselves. Or I'll change if you change. That's what they would say to their partner. And so I'm going to address the second one first. No. There is no I'll change if you change when dealing with toxic or abusive people. And if you are listening to this, wondering if your partner is going to change, you need support dealing with the effects of being in an abusive relationship. You will likely change, but you will change in ways that will not enable abusive behavior. So if somebody is screaming at you, you will no longer tolerate that. You will likely choose to leave that relationship. Your work is understanding what's happening to you, what's happening to your self-esteem, and help you get to a healthier place, and possibly also understand why you stayed, which is why you were trauma-bonded to this person. So this is your work. The changes that you would make that would be acceptable to the abuser are going to be more enabling. The second part, I'm working on myself, by myself. This is the way I typically see it. The way they think got them there to be the way they are right now. Would you trust that the way they think can get them out of there? Do you think that the way that they think can help them get to a place where they're not blaming somebody else for their behavior? One of the things I think about often with my clients is that, you know, I help them understand their thoughts, their way of thinking. They bring me limited beliefs. They bring me thought patterns. When they are believing something they don't want to believe, they tell me that. We work on it. I've been there a lot of my life, and it's, you can feel so stuck. It's so helpful to have support around that and to have somebody hold that space for you. And to even show you another way of seeing it. An abusive person would have to work out the paradigms of how they think. They would need to work through their limited beliefs. They would have to choose not to take out anger or resentment on you and find different outlets. They would have to learn what respect truly is. They'd have to listen to you without reacting. And believe what you're saying could be true. They could not do that on their own. They need support of somebody who's qualified to do this. Because they are going to be triggered by things. And they are going to need support around not acting out on you because they are triggered. They have to be willing to see that maybe my partner is right. 
So I do not trust an abusive person to work on themselves. I do not think you can find a blog on the internet or a Google search that will say anything short of suggesting that an abusive person needs an intensive program. And if it wasn't clear, I'm going to reiterate this again. This is not something you can help them with. You have to deal with yourself, and that's the work that I do. I help women in abusive situations get right with reality and refine themselves. The second reason why I don't believe manipulative, narcissistic, or abusive people change is because they believe that their feelings are facts. I want you to think about that. Most manipulative people believe that their feelings are facts. That because they felt something, it's true. Think about yourself for a moment. How would you navigate your life if you acted like every feeling was a fact? Like, think about that at work. If you felt, if you felt your boss was mad at you, and then you acted as if they were mad at you, you tiptoed around them, Maybe you even apologized for something you didn't do. You got, maybe overcompensated, that you acted defensive. Isn't that a little much? Are you really allowing yourself to think through why you feel that way? Abusers think their feelings are facts. That's why they say to you, why do I feel this way? As if you hold the answer to that question. Because they are taking whatever they're feeling as a fact. This gives them further motivation to downplay your feelings and perspectives because their perspective is a fact. That is the reality, not yours. You are wrong and your feelings are dismissed. If you are wondering if that is the definition of gaslighting, the answer is yes. It could go on for another hour for a million other reasons and examples, but I'm going to leave that here because if you are in this situation, I do imagine that this is enough for right now for you to digest. I want to emphasize again that a manipulative person needs to change their thinking in order to change. You deserve love and respect now not at the end of this process. So I'm going to leave you with a few questions to think about for your own situation. I encourage you to write these down and really answer them. Don't just think about them. Am I willing to stay in this if it will take years? Please bold, underline, and write years in caps. Am I willing to stay in this if it will take years for this relationship to get better. If this was my one true love, is this how I imagined being treated? Is this the story I would write for myself? Who was I before this relationship? I know I've said this about 12 times, but this is just scraping the surface of the depth of this topic. There is so, 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 so much more. I recommend reading Why Does He Do That by Lundy Bancroft. If you want more information on this topic, you could also reach out to me. 
This is the work I do every day. And if you need support, you can DM me on Instagram at Jessica Knight Coaching, or you can send me an email, Jessica at JessicaKnightCoaching.com. And I want you to know that you're not alone, that you are so supported. And I understand how freaking hard this is because you have to change your thinking about what you think is possible for people. If you're an empathetic person, you don't want to hurt people. This can be a really tough pill to swallow.